Welcome to Through the Bible. When we began our study of Proverbs a couple of weeks ago, Dr. J. Vernon McGee said he believed there was a proverb for every person in the Bible, and one for me and one for you. Have you been able to connect some of the Proverbs to people you know, or have you found one that fits you? Well, if you haven't, today might be your day when Dr. McGee shares some connections that he saw between certain Proverbs and some well-known Bible personalities. I'm Steve Schwetz, welcoming you aboard the Bible bus for another great study in God's Word. We'll begin our study in chapter 10, verse 3. It's such a great section, and I know that you're going to love the study. So, as you find your seat and open your Bible, here's a letter from a fellow passenger named Bruce in Temecula, California. You have been such a blessing to me. The Lord has used Dr. McGee to help me through a deep and dark valley, and then use that experience to draw me back to himself and his word. It is a privilege to join with others each day to pray for those who may be going through their own valleys. It only dawns on me now that I am where I am today due to the faithful prayers of others who didn't even know me, but God does. Well, thanks, Bruce. And I agree. Being a part of the TTB family and then praying for others is a privilege, isn't it? Thanks for sharing your story to encourage us all. And how is God using his word in your life? Well, you know that we'd love to hear how these studies are impacting you. You can write to us today. Just email us at BibleBus at ttb.org or send your note to Box 7100, Pasadena, California, 91109. In Canada, you can write to Box 25325, London, Ontario, N6C, 6B1. And remember, you can also leave us a message at 1-800-65-BIBLE anytime. Now let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the time that we have together to study your word. Would you open our hearts and our eyes to the wisdom that you have for each of us today? And then give us ears to hear and hearts that are ready to obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're off to Proverbs 10 on Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Now, friends, last time the school bell rang and the young man that had been enticed by the evil man and the stranger woman or the prostitute, which is to go into cults and isms. And he now, though, has entered the school of wisdom. And wisdom is Christ. And we're actually now coming into what is we call the second major division of this book here in chapter 10. And the man is a happy man that enters this school because there are wonderful lessons that he'll learn that will enable him actually to be successful in business, how to make friends and influence people, how to enjoy life, and how to ensure your eternity. That's when you know Jesus Christ. Now, I want to pick up here at verse 3 again. And here we saw, Jehovah will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish, but he casteth away the desire of the lawless. I have not been calling attention to it very much since I mentioned it, but there's a proverb that will fit every character in the Bible. And I'm of the opinion that a proverb will fit every person. Or let me turn that around and say there is a proverb for every individual. Some are good and some are bad, of course, but they are quite remarkable. Now, who do you think of in connection with Jehovah will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish? Well, there's a young fellow by the name of Joseph down in Egypt that thought that he'd come to the end, that God had forgotten him, and yet he had great faith. 
And this man was brought out of prison, became prime minister down in the land of Egypt. This verse certainly fits him. Verse 4, He becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Now, who do you think of as being a man that this would fit? Well, how about Abraham? How generous he was in all that he did in his giving. He told Lot, you just take any part of the land you want, and I'll take what's left. Takes a very generous man to divide real estate like that, you know. And how about he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand? That man Lot looked down, and he saw Sodom and Gomorrah, and he said, my, that's a place to go. I think Abraham's very foolish not to go down there, and he'd have top priority. But since he's given me the opportunity to choose, I'll choose that down there. With a very slack hand, very selfishly, he went down there. He lost everything. And what a picture that you find here. And then this reveals also something else. The hand of the diligent maketh rich. There are two words that won't go together in the Bible. Faith and laziness do not mingle. A lazy Christian is not a Christian with real faith in God. And one that is diligent, I tell you, is one that will work one that will labor. When the Lord called the apostle Paul, he didn't get a lazy individual. Now we read in verse 5, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. Now you have here a contrast again between the boy that is diligent. He's called wise here because he works in summer. And the one that sleeps during the time of harvest, a lazy one, he's the one that is not going to get the job done. I'd say, Christian friend, that you need to recognize that God wants to train you and school you. I remember that I was a pastor in a little church, and I had a wonderful wife, and she encouraged me. I was never satisfied. I wanted to do something more for God than I was doing there. And so she encouraged me to finish working on my doctor's degree and studying the Bible, redeeming the time, for the days are evil. And I took advantage of that period, and I thank God for it. Someone said, how do you have time? Having been pastor here in Southern California of two churches, that you're so busy all the time. When did you prepare Friend, you go back to Texas, to a little town where I had five years. And I tell you, I spent that time studying. And the day came when God enabled me to use that. And I would say to any young person today, you want to be used to God? Then wherever you are, begin to prepare yourself. Remember, he that gathereth in the summer is a wise son. God's given you time now to prepare. Take advantage of it. Oh, these are tremendous truths. My friend, these are eternal truths. And the interesting thing is, these are truths not to soar around up yonder in the heavenlies, although they're going to fit in mighty well there. They're right down here on the sidewalk. And if they can't walk on the sidewalk in your town, there's something wrong with them. But the interesting thing is, 
If they don't work for you, there's nothing wrong with them. There's something wrong with us. Now, notice what he says in verse 6. Blessings are upon the head of the just, but violence covereth the mouth of the lawless. And what a picture that you have here of certain individuals that are in the Word of God. Blessings are upon the head of the just. That's Samuel, is it not? Violence covereth the mouth of the lawless. That's Saul. The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the lawless shall rot. And think of that today in connection with certain individuals that a few years ago were famous, but today they're beginning to fade out. And I'm of the opinion the man of this generation will be forgotten in the next 50 years. But it's quite interesting that men like Dwight L. Moody and women like Queen Victoria and certain other individuals go farther back like Abraham Lincoln, they're recognized. This is a true proverb. These proverbs, my friend, just fit right down in life. And We read verse 8, the wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. That word-mouth fool, one who is always talking, he's wise in his own conceit, and he does a lot of talking. But the wise in heart, he'll receive commandments. Remember, there was a king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. He listened to Daniel. He prospered. There's another king by the name of Belshazzar. He was a fool. (laughs) And one night at a banquet, why, that happened to be the end for him. And then verse 9, He that walketh in integrity walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. Or, if you want it in our proverb today, honesty is the best policy. Then we have here verse 10, He that winketh, with the eye causeth sorrow, but a prating fool shall fall. Here is something that's quite interesting. The eye and the mouth should be in agreement. When you see a man say something and wink, it means he doesn't mean what he said. His mouth and his mind are not in agreement. And when they're not in agreement, well, it'll cause a great deal of sorrow. After all, who does this fit? Well, how about Judas? The kiss of Judas certainly was a kiss of betrayal because it denoted affection, and it certainly didn't mean that for him. Then will you notice verse 11 here? The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of the lawless. Now, all of these are very outstanding proverbs, but In this section here, you'll find certain guidelines for the young man. And I'm going to hit those now as high places. The next one is verse 14. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. All the time the wise man is gathering up knowledge. And the foolish, he's got one foot in a banana peeling with the other one in the grave all the time. And then we find here in verse 16, the labor of the righteous tendeth to life, the fruit of the wicked to sin. This is a tremendous proverb and one that 
we need to recognize here in verse 16, the labor of the righteous tendeth to lie. Who you think of in that connection? Well, that was Abel. You remember, he was raising sheep. He brought a little lamb. The produce of the lawless is sin. That's Cain. He brought the fruit of the ground. What a picture that you have here in these. I think I probably ought to drop back to verse 13 because we have one here that's represented. In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found. The whole world came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. But now notice the rest of the verse. But a rod is for the back of him that's void of heart. How about the son of Solomon, Rehoboam? He would not listen to the advice given to him by the wise man. He listened to the young man. And as a result, it brought destruction upon him. Uh, what a picture that you have here. The labor of the righteous tendeth to lie. Paul says in Romans 8, 6, For to be carnally minded is death. And that means for the Christian. And means death, that means separation from God in the way of fellowship. Uh, God's not going to fellowship with a carnally minded person, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now, the proverb here, the labor of the righteous tendeth to life. That is, fellowship with God meant salvation for Abel, and the produce of the lawless is sin. And this is the carnal-minded man, and it certainly is a picture of Cain. Now, we find here in verse 17, he is in the way of life that keepeth instruction, but he that refuseth reproof erreth. And this would apply to the son of David, Absalom. He wouldn't listen. And he made a big mistake in going against his own father, who was an expert in warfare. He'd had a lot of experience. Now we find here in verse 18, he that hideth hatred with lying lips, and he that uttereth a slander is a fool. Two things here. He that hideth hatred with lying lips. What a terrible thing it is to have someone that pretends to be your friend, and then you discover that they're really your enemy. That person actually is a fool. You'll get on to them after a while. And he that uttereth a slander, he's a fool, you see. God gave a law to his people in Leviticus 19.16. He says, Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people. And again, he says, Thou shalt not hate thy brother in thy heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. Don't flatter the man when you actually hate him, and don't slander the man. You have that in Scripture. Remember Joab pretended to be a friend of Abner, and he lured him out of the city and he killed him, and he died as a fool died. You remember, that's what David had to say of him. He died like a fool. He that hideth hatred with lying lips, he that uttereth a slander is a fool. And then we're told in verse 19, In the multitudes of words thou wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. Have you ever noticed any of these government decrees that are handed down? I have one. I don't have it with me today. I have it in my file. It's on cabbage. 
And I think that it just has to do with the cabbage. That's it. And I think there's 25,000 words in that little edition that they put out about cabbage. But how many words are they in the Lord's Prayer? Not very many. About the 23rd Psalm. And how about Lincoln's Gettysburg Address? He gave many long speeches. Nobody's ever remembered them, but the world, I don't think, will forget the Gettysburg Address. In the multitudes of words, there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. Verse 20, The tongue of the just is as choice silver. The heart of the lawless is of little worth. What tremendous statements, and I'll not go into many of these here today. And we're told the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of heart. And again, I'd bring Samuel and Saul before us here as examples of this. Samuel, a great judge and man in Israel, but that man Saul was not that. Then you have in verse 22, the blessing of Jehovah, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. This is something that we need to remember those that live in pleasures. They think that they are living it up. The jet set think they're living it up. But the closer they get to the end of life, life becomes actually unbearable. I saw pictures on TV of a banquet that was put on. It was a political affair, but those that were there were the rich. And they were there, of course, for a purpose. Both parties are you know, they after the rich to support it. There wasn't a happy face in that crowd. The camera panned the entire audience. And I thought, my, here they are at a banquet, and jokes are being told, but there's not a happy face in the crowd. The thing is, I think Christians, by their indifference to moral and doctrinal wrong, and by being lax in their way of living, that they're missing a great deal today. The blessing of Jehovah, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow to it at all. What a picture. And then verse 23 is another advice to a young man, by the way. It is as sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding hath wisdom. What good advice to a young man. And then verse 24, the fear of the wicked... It shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. Verse 26, As vinegar to the teeth, and as smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to them that send him. You ever send a lazy boy on an errand, and then you stand first on one foot and the other waiting for him? And that's just like getting vinegar in your teeth or get smoke in your eyes. And we have here, verse 27, The fear of the Lord prolongeth days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. That was certainly true in the Old Testament. God promised long days to those that obeyed him. And somebody says, well, doesn't he promise that today? No, he promises us eternal life. That, by the way, is a little better quality of life as well as quantity. And verse 30, the righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. You want to look at history with that in view? All of the great kingdoms, the kings and captains have departed. 
and they disappeared. The Caesars, the Napoleons, the Alexanders, the great, the Pharaohs, they're all gone. (laughs) The righteous shall never be removed, but the wicked shall not inhabit the earth. And neither will communism prevail. And the very interesting thing is, neither will democracy. Because God has a form of government that is a monarchy. And dictatorship, there will be no dictatorship like the ruling of Jesus Christ over this earth. Now we come to the next chapter. And this is a good business course that he's given the young man here. Do you notice what he says? A false balance is an abomination to Jehovah, but a perfect weight is his delight. You see, God does enter into business. You can take him into partnership. But you couldn't have him into partnership if you're crooked. And if you're honest, he'd like to be your partner. How wonderful that should be. And that is true, I think, in Christian work. I've always insisted upon that and found out that maybe money wasn't handled as I thought it was being handled. I think when anyone gives to a certain thing in Christian work, if it's missions, it should go to missions. If it's to go to an individual missionary, it should go to that individual missionary. That we need to be very careful about that because, after all, we're nothing in the world but a steward in this matter. We're just handling it. And therefore... God's not going to bless unless we're honest today in our business dealings. And churches and Christian organizations should go to at least this class in the school of wisdom and understand that God requires honesty in the dealings of those that are His. Well, I see our time is up today, but we'll begin next time where we left off today at verse 2, chapter 11 of Proverbs. May the Lord richly bless you, my beloved. As you heard, Dr. McGee was serious about good stewardship when it came to the use of funds that our listeners invest with us in sharing God's Word. You know, over the years, we've held to the same high standards, knowing that in the end, we're handling God's money, not our own. To share our progress with you, we developed an annual report that outlines how we're using the financial support from the Through the Bible family of listeners. So if you'd like to view our current annual report, just visit ttb.org. And since Dr. McGee brought up the issue of stewardship, let me remind you that your prayer and financial support take Through the Bible to millions of people in nearly every country of the world every day. On behalf of these global brothers and sisters, thank you for your willingness to give so that others may have the same opportunity as you to hear the gospel and then to grow in their faith. If you want to find out how you can support the Bible bus with maybe a tank of gas or a new set of tires, you can always call us at 1-800-65-BIBLE or visit ttb.org forward slash give. Again, that's 1-800-65-BIBLE or ttb.org. And you can also send your gift to Box 7100. Pasadena, California, 91109, or in Canada, Box 25325, London, Ontario, N6C, 6B1. And to join our faithful group of friends who support this ministry in prayer, visit ttb.org forward slash pray and sign up for our world prayer team. Together, we're traveling the world on our knees, asking God to reach the whole world with his whole word. It's such a privilege to partner in prayer. So sign up today at ttb.org forward slash pray. 
You know, through God's grace and the support of friends like you, Through the Bible is heard in more than 250 languages throughout the world. So thanks in advance for your faithful prayers and gifts. Our classes in the School of Wisdom are almost done for today. Next time, we pick up in Proverbs 10 as we continue our five-year journey through the Bible. Now as we go, here are a few closing thoughts from Dr. McGee. Here is a proverb that comes from St. Francis of Assisi. And he says, Men have confessed to me every known sin except the sin of covetousness. You see, this book of Proverbs will deal with specifics in the area of sin. It just doesn't talk about the generalities of sin, but will deal with it specifically. And we believe that Many young people today are turning to the Word of God. I recognize that many are turning from the Word of God. But I heard it put like this. You can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make him drink. You can lead a boy to college, but you cannot make him think. grateful for the faithful and generous support of Through the Bible's partners, whom God uses to take the whole word to the whole world.